0: hi everybody it's six o'clock it's time for the joke i mean it's not joke workshop i'm sorry it's happy hour it's a happy hour it's the happiest hour of two hours of comedy that ever comedied in san francisco and beyond yay we're all here some of us are here we're gonna start it up and very excited they're all gonna get in from outside that's gonna be fun and uh yeah and, and, and then we'll get started. This was a crazy week for me. Uh, yeah, wow. Um, having a medical purge makes you hallucinate if you take lots of drugs. What did I learn this week? Uh, I learned that I don't have an eating disorder anymore because I would have enjoyed uh, having clear poop out my asshole. when I was when I had an eating disorder, I would have been like, this is amazing. Like I what I would have done. I would have weighed myself and then I would have eaten a pound of seized candy and then I would have weighed myself again and then I would drink this crazy medical purge and then I would weigh myself again and I'd be like, this is fucking awesome. But what did we learn? I don't have an eating disorder. It's the same thing when I took DMT for the first time and I'm like, I don't want to kill myself. Yay. I'm healed. Physician, heal thyself. All right. Uh, Your first comedian of the night I'm really excited that he's here He's only here for one week more Because he's leaving to go away to other places But he is more amazing than anyone else I've ever met He's more incredible than anyone you've seen here at the happy hour Put your hands together for Luke Moore Yay! Cause there's no heaven
1: above
2: Don't look down, beneath your feet There's no
3: hell below Hey, what up, Mutiny Radio? Y'all feeling good? I'm feeling good. I pre-gamed. I I done had some tequila. I had some weed. And I took a Plan B pill. I'm ready to go. My name is Luke Moore. I was a household name. In the house that I grew up in. Oh, Luke Moore? Yeah, I've heard of him. He's my son. I named him that. Oh, yeah, dude. I like to ask the big questions, like, can you splish without first splashing? Say you're in the bath. Can you just splish, splish, take a bath? You know? Say you're in the tub. You know, rub-a-dub-dub in the tub. Can you just splish? You know what I mean? Can you dub without rub-a-dub? Without rubber dubbing, you know what I mean? Okay. Yeah, my name is Luke. I like having the name Luke when I'm dating because I just introduce myself to girls. I'm like, "Hey, my name is Luke," and then they're like, "Luke," and then I kiss them right there. You know, that's how it works. <laughs> Assault. You know, because like you make a kissy face when you say Luke. Okay. I messed that joke up, but y'all still laughed. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I I grew up in Texas. No offense. I'm from Texas. I'm not even from like a big city or anything. I'm from a small town. It's called Tardville, Texas. It's short for Retardville, Texas. Yeah, where I'm from, you know, it's not a big city. It's like, you're either book smart or you're dirt road smart. And I'm dirt road smart. I love dirt. Know everything about dirt. Oh, dirt? Yeah, that's just dust from rocks. Okay. <laughs> that's what it is scientifically. Yeah. From uh yeah, I, I usually like in this area near Dallas called Little Mexico. There'd be like stray dogs everywhere, and like chihuahuas. And I I lived next to this crip, and I I saw this crip. I was walking my dog, uh, and I ran into this crip. And uh, you know how I knew he was a crip? What color was he wearing? Blue. He's wearing blue. And he had a bandana hanging out of his back pocket, but only on the left side. Yeah, that's the crib side. And anyways, I'm walking my dog, and he's like, Hey, you better watch your back, fool. And I was like, damn. Better watch my back. But then he kept saying, it, like, hey, man, I'm telling you, you better watch your back. So I turn around, I look, and there's this stray pit bull running after me trying to hunt my dog, so I pick up my dog. And really, the moral of that story is Crips make good neighbors. So, get you some Crip neighbors. Okay. Yeah, I used to get called puto at my job every day. I was a substitute teacher in San Francisco. I showed up to work, the the principal would be like, Hey, why are you late, puto? All right. I've been Luke Moore. Thank you. Good night.
1: Yay,
0: Luke Moore. Go, uh, after this open mic, go to Slate Bar on 16th, in between South Vanessa Mission, and go to his mic. And, uh, hey, good luck getting over there. Yay. Thanks for being here. Yay. Luke Moore will be one of the showrunners of the 7th Annual Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival coming up. October 9th through now 16th because uh, we're working with the city on Phoenix Day and we're going to close. We're going to have a block party here. We're going to close down the street and have comedy all day. Yay. On the 16th. Uh, All right. Your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody. For Rhoda Gravador.
4: Yay.
5: Thank you, Pam. Uh, Just a heads up. I will be using Mitch McConnell's name three times. All right, here we go. So um, bad news, I no longer can drink coffee and alcohol. Two things that help me not feel dead inside have killed me inside. What's next? Soft foods? A colostomy bag? I hope they attach the colostomy bag to my stomach and not my neck like Mitch McConnell, one. (laughs) I was watching Fox News and this female pro-life pundit had the nerve to wear fake eyelashes. Fake eyelashes are not part of a woman's body. You know what else isn't part of a woman's body? Babies. Yeah. Did you know that babies are the only parasites that can live outside of its host? At least with a tapeworm, once you push it out, you don't have to take it to soccer practice. You just flush it down the toilet. Bye-bye. These women on Fox News, um, they pretend to be wasps, but they are really wops. And when I say wop, I'm not talking about their wireless application profile. Can you imagine Don Jr.'s girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle's wop? Her wop is a Venus flytrap dripping with hair gel from Don Jr. and Gavin Newsom. That makes them Eskimo brothers. You guys have heard the term Eskimo brothers, right? That's like uh, Ben Affleck and Alex Rodriguez and Mark Anthony and Drake and P. Diddy. Or uh, like uh, Donald Trump, Bill Clinton, and uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Except I don't know if they slept with the same 16 year old or just 16 year olds. I don't know. Uh, I don't know why I care so much about Roe. I've got like five eggs left. I mean, like, The worst that can happen is that I give birth to human balut. If you don't know what balut is, it is a Philippine delicacy. It is a partially developed duck embryo, whereas a human balut is Mitch McConnell's neck, too. Elon Musk is being sued for pulling out of his deal with Twitter, in other news. Elon Musk forgot to pull out of a female executive and is now the father to a pair of twinners. Thank you. Uh, Since the reversal of Roe, there has been an increase in vasectomies. Hey, guys, if you want more ladies to swipe right, you should swipe off your dick. Just. (laughs) (laughs) We still have a baby formula shortage in this country. You know what will solve that problem? Making more baby formula. Oh, and abortions. (laughs) Nice. Uh, Did you know that Tucker Carlson's mother abandoned him as a child? That's what I call a late-term abortion. Kentucky just passed a bill making it illegal for infertility doctors to uh, impregnate their patients with their own sperm. Mm -hmm. It is, however, still legal to store the embryos in Mitch McConnell's neck three thank you that's my time give it up for mitch mcconnell's neck i mean rhoda Gravator.
0: yay yeah i got all that talk about mitch mcconnell man nothing about nancy pelosi I-, I didn't know skeletor had a sister all right you're a twin sister i'm sorry you're an comedian clap your hands wildly together for dan lewis yay <laughs>
6: Yeah, One,
7: two, one, two It's the wolf it Got my sunglasses Thank you, Pam How you doing, guys? Cool We're doing it, we're doing it Mitch McConnell, yeah? Not a fan, huh? Okay Gotcha Someone once asked me this question You've heard this Where they're like If you could hang out with anybody Living or dead Who would it be? And I chose Mitch McConnell And I chose dead That one's for you, Rhoda. Cool. I think, uh, I think, uh, I don't think 9 11 should be on 9 11 every year. It was on a Tuesday, 9 11, right? And that was significant. They weren't going to do that on a Saturday, so we should keep it that way. It should be on the second Tuesday of September, the way we do Thanksgiving. People will be like, when's 9 11 this year? You're like, it's on the 13th. I always forget, you know? <laughs> on the actual 9-11, uh, I'd started a job that week. This is my second day on the job, started a job 9:10, And I was at my job, and, and it was downtown Chicago in a high-rise building. So everybody left. Everybody immediately, it was at the Chicago Tribune. Everybody left work immediately to go home to their family. But like, you know how when you start a new job, you kind of don't feel comfortable doing stuff. You don't even feel comfortable going to the cafeteria, let alone leaving the entire building. So I just sat there the entire day at my desk, not knowing what to do. The only person in the entire building. 2001, no smartphone, no Instagram, no Facebook, just sat there, can't masturbate. And then here's the fucking sad thing. I could have masturbated. Nobody was there. So that would have been great. <laughs> True story, guys. True story. (laughs) Speaking of that, you guys ever see, like, uh, they used to have this thing at the movies, like when you see a trailer, you know, it'd say based on a true story. I don't know if you noticed that they stopped saying this. They don't use this anymore. Now they're saying inspired by true events. Every movie is inspired by true events. It's a little bit of a looser criteria, isn't it? It's not based on a true story, just inspired by events. Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't every story inspired by events in some way? You can say that about any story, any movie, right? Schindler's List, obviously, inspired by true events, but then so was Godzilla. Godzilla was inspired by the atomic bombings in Japan, but if you saw a trailer for Godzilla and it said inspired by true events, you'd be like, what the fuck? I didn't read about that. What what a movie looked like that wasn't inspired by events. Just random geometric shapes, distant wailing in the background. In the beginning it would say, this film contains neither events nor inspiration of any kind. Cool. Oh, there's a nice dog. I saw a dachshund the other day. Dachshund's a weird dog, had me thinking. It's a German dog. The Nazis had this idea for eugenics. They wanted to make perfect people. That was their idea, it was their sick idea take two perfect people and make another perfect person with them it's very it's very insane idea but it seems like they had the opposite idea for dogs when you look at a dachshund you know it seems like they meant they intentionally made that dog worse that's what we do with dogs it's like a reverse eugenics we're like yeah tiny little legs lives to be 8 can't breathe hip dysplasia that's is the ideal dog Out what the other line from that one was gonna be <sighs> can't remember it worked okay though okay thanks you guys appreciate it
6: yeah. track up limited away
1: yeah,
7: so.
0: so they made dachshund's legs short because they wanted them to dig gophers out of holes there was like an actual use for it they were like let her murder gophers Yes, literally. Your next comedian. What a funny lady. Put your hands together, everybody. For Amy Stringer. Yay! stars in
6: the eyes of Medusa. Top 10 Polly like Cochrane Hello.
8: Um, pronouns, I think, are more important than ever. And that's why when someone texts me something really funny, I always write back he, she, they instead of he, he, he. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying. I don't, I don't really believe in recycling that much. I don't think it does anything, especially when I see those trash cans on the street. Uh, that you know, the first layer is a trash can, and then the top layer says recycling, but it just is a hole that goes straight into the trash can. Like, what is, what is that? But did you know? That there's a third layer, so whenever you put something in the recycling hole, it just drops straight into a dolphin's mouth. <laughs> I don't believe. I'm. I don't know if it's doing any good. I, uh, I had a childhood dream. I wanted. This is what I. Something I wanted to be so badly, but I just didn't have the discipline. I would have given anything to be anorexic. I'm serious, I was obsessed with it. I would go home after school and just look at pro anorexia blogs for hours. But I didn't have the discipline. It's a twenty four seven job. It's like I want it, I want it all. I want I want to lose my hair. I want collarbones. You could snap like a wishbone on Thanksgiving. I want that weird fuzz that grows on your body as its last ditch attempt to warm your dying corpse. <laughs> I wanted all of it. There's um there's the this show on Netflix called Alone. Yeah. Where they, yeah, I'm I love it. Uh like where people just drop random like survival experts in the middle of the arctic and they have to survive as long as possible with nothing and they're basically just starving until they get picked up or like booted off but i one of my favorite parts is how skinny the girls get Uh. (laughs) yeah anyway um i i'm I've, I was talking to my non-binary friend the other day or, um, and I was, I, I really have been thinking about this. Like, how do you, I was, I was asking, I was asking them like, okay, so say you have a child and they say they want to change genders and, and they're like, before they hit puberty, maybe they're like 10, 11, do you let them? And my friend goes, if you're a good parent, and, and they said it in a way that just made me not want to, like, follow up with any, any other questions. Um, but then I was thinking about it, and, and they told me, my friend told me that, oh, most people have a conception of their gender by the time they're three years old. And so I was thinking, like, okay, so if my three-year-old child comes up to me and says, my, it, my child who was maybe born with a penis comes up to me and says little girl like one time am I supposed to just be like okay honey yes of course I knew it let's go to the bathroom and chop it off right now (laughs) I don't know I I feel like maybe there should be some follow up questions like I don't know I come from a strict household like my mom wouldn't let me get a piercing until I was 18 and not her problem anymore (laughs) like can we I don't know I feel like there might I, I wish there was more room for conversation about that um and I guess I'll just leave it on that weird note. Thanks.
6: Amy
8: everyone. That was lovely. Um, incidentally,
0: I got to interview Wania from season six here. Yeah, I got to meet her and I got to interview her and talk about it for 50 minutes. And and uh, yeah, I'm like obsessed with alone. Oh my god. I like to imagine when I'm walking through the tenderloin that it's like alone, except that like there's people around and I'm like, you can't talk to any of the wildlife because they might attack you. I have this one I have a plastic bag. I'm going to survive. Almost one lighter. I made friends with a bear. You're next comedian. Hey, Wally, you're up next because Charlie's not here. Is that okay? This is exciting! Hey, he was just um, stranded in Stanislaus and couldn't have his amazing show at Hometown Heroes, which is first and third Wednesdays down in South San Francisco. But he's here right now for us. Put your hands together, everybody, for Wally Hippolito! Yeah,
2: The same
9: way you feeling? Let it be known what the blood clot you nigga? What the fuck is up? What the fuck is up, Mutiny Radio? How y'all doing today? Y'all having a good Friday? That's what's up, man. That's what's up. I um. In I was in Stanislaus, actually, and I, uh, I started, I was on shrooms with my family, and I started thinking about shit that scares me, and uh, I'm not afraid of much, honestly. Be real, like, but one of the things I definitely am scared of is uh, women with face tattoos. Those, they are a different breed, everybody. They are built fucking different. Like, women with face tattoos are built, wi- built on, like, hot Cheetos and amethyst crystals, Fucking insane, man. And it's not like I don't think uh, women with face tattoos aren't beautiful. Because they are. But more times than not, that that tattoo is the name of a guy that just got locked up. And, you know, th- sooner or later, I'm going to have to deal with this guy who's been eating Top Ramen and working out for three years straight. And when he gets out, he's going to want one of two things from me, right? Like, he's either going to want to fight. Or he's gonna want to fuck, and I don't know if I'm not down for both. You know, that's what scares me the most. Uh, one another thing that terrifies me is, um, well, it doesn't terrify me, but I'm sad about it. Is uh, I wish I started comedy during the uh, during the Trump administration. You know, I bet it was a great fucking time from what everybody tells me. But like the Biden Harris administration is just as good. Everyone, it really is like. <laughs> We are living in the spirit airlines of presidencies right now, it's, it's great. I swear to God, like, you know, like, but that's an insult to, that's an insult to spirit line workers because you can actually see them work. Like, I haven't seen uh, Har- uh, Kamala Harris since like, we did it, Joe. You know, like, the last time we seen Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi's boobs were only up to her belly button. Like say what you want, but Nancy Pelosi, like she can definitely filibuster or two, you know. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Uh, you know, one of the thing, one of the things that really reminds me, this is for sports people. This one thing that reminds me of uh, this presidency is like when Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving went to the Brooklyn Nets. Like we were expecting greatness. Like you were supposed to change the fucking world and bring us back. Then we realized, like, it was probably better where everybody stayed, you know what I mean? Everybody was better in their place. Like, all right, we're going to work on that one. But, like, for all the shit that Trump gets, which is very deserved, you know, like, he's, a, he's an asshole. At least he can finish his sentences. That's what I want from my president, to be able to start and finish a sentence. You know, at least we were able to assess that this guy was a fucking asshole or not. Oh, thank you. Uh couple more things. I um I think like I said, I think we live in a great time. Uh because we officially have a racial slur for every ethnicity out there. And I and I love it, guys. Like we have the heart ER for white people. MAGA. It's great. It's like Frank's red hot sauce. I use that shit on everything. It's amazing. Like, you know. My stakeholders tell me I'm a piece of shit? MAGA, please. Oh, you don't like the food that I just served you? MAGA, please. White Democrat? What? Thank you, and that is, that is my Frank's Red Hot, everybody. That is my Frank's Red Hot. Uh, something about black swim teams and representation and Vietnam and uh, Top Gun Maverick. And that's my set, everybody. I'm Wally Hippolyta. That's my time. Thank you so much.
0: Wally well, yeah, Felito. Something about Top Guns. Something about Megan, Vietnam. Very nice. Yay. Go down to Hometown Heroes. First and third Wednesdays. Great stuff. Uh Charlie Moore still isn't here, but we have two, we have brothers uh, that are here and they're new to the room. So clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion, everybody, for Cameron Steele. Yay!
6: If you can wear it,
10: but don't fuck with it. Yo. Good, thank you. Uh, this is my uh, second time doing uh, stand-up. Thank you. I was going to do a joke where I like demanded applause, but uh, you guys just kind of did it. Uh, yeah, it's my second time doing stand-up. Uh, the first time was during the NBA Finals. Um, and I thought that would be fine because you wouldn't be able to tell if I bombed. Uh, but you could tell. Uh, you could definitely tell Um, but I tried to learn some things anyways from the experience um, like not to do any of those jokes Um, I also learned this I actually learned on the train ride here Um, so I I paid six dollars to take BART here to San Francisco uh, to you know I guess make it more convenient for my brother so we could do stand up together which I'm not sure I understand because you are a professor at a college with a car and I'm a jobless uh, anti capitalist quasi homeless with like probably a couple undiagnosed mental afflictions but anyway I was I paid $6 uh, on the BART to get here I paid I paid another $8 for my brother and i to have slots at this show and then I'm gonna pay another $6 to get back and I was just uh, it, it occurred to me that I paid $20 to force people to listen to my jokes. And I'm just not sure if that's healthy. And it's definitely not sustainable. Like, unless I get famous tonight, this was like a really bad financial decision. Um, okay, uh, you guys want to hear crypto jokes or, or psychedelics jokes? Psychedelics? Yeah, me too. Uh. I feel like I look like either a huge pothead or a DEA agent. Um, But I'm a huge pothead. I smoke tons of weed. Um, Psychedelics actually has been a big part of my life. Um, I've done a lot of acid and shrooms, uh, like a lot. And what they taught me was that either there is a God or I have schizophrenia. Um, yeah, Now I guess they could be both be true, I suppose is possible. Um, yeah, no, but I told myself that I would only do drugs that made me more who I already am. Uh, so like heroin, I imagine, I've never done heroin, but I imagine if you do heroin, it's kind of like, hey, man, good job, uh, good job doing heroin. If you do acid or shrooms, it, they may not be that proud of you. Uh, which I think is probably healthy. Um, wow, that squeaker still hasn't gone off. I'm just like burning through this. Uh, crypto jokes, crypto jokes, uh, crypto, uh, I love crypto. I'm so into crypto. I'm I'm like crypto NFTs amazing because, uh, it's really been a great opportunity to learn that there are so few people that I have respect for, like. I've never met somebody who's an evangelist of crypto who seemed like both a good person and also a smart person. Like I've definitely met either or. Like I've met people who seem really like good people who are into crypto and seem like not that smart and I've met people who seem like really smart and enter into crypto and they seem like uh, comic book supervillains. But uh, thank you, that's what I got for today, thank you.
1: Line. LPs delivered with keep your hands clapping for
0: cameron, cameron steel cameron come back here i just packed a bong with uh, some bubble hash on it come here yeah because you talked about weed that was nice are you 27 you're are you are you 27 he's 31 uh so yeah so it's a it's a pull carb you can take it out with your brother um so charlie just showed up i don't know if you want to go back to back brother brother or if you want to if you're you wanna smoke a bowl with the you wanna you wanna mad dog each other for the space? No? Who wants to like the... put put your hands together everybody for newcomer Nathan Lawless Steel everyone?
6: Yo, when hell it is
11: past, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, pleasure to follow my brother. Some of his jokes, feel like they're after my heart. I want to be your sponsor, since you've clearly suggested I'm a little more well-off for you. You also started it off by like, hi, my name is Cameron, and this is my second time doing stand-up. So it felt like like Comedians Anonymous a little bit, like a confession. Like we're all supposed to wel- welcome you. Uh, comedy's fun. Comedy's is weird though, right? Like you get up in front of a bunch of people that expect you to say funny things. Like I feel like I'm a funny person in conversation, but then suddenly you get into this incredibly pressurized environment where it's like every stare, every look feels like a heckle. And the worst thing that could possibly happen, just like in sex, is silence. The worst possible response that you can have. Uh, but I live in it, because I think to do comedy, you have to like embrace some of the awkwardness and the failure of it and be comfortable with that. And so I'm happy to do it a second and a third time. Uh, I enjoy it. It's cathartic. Our father uh, has a, a woke hat. Uh, it's, it's a black hat with white lettering. It looks just like the Got Milk uh, logo, but it doesn't have the decency to have a question mark. It's just like a statement, woke, to assure anybody who is around, especially all of the black folks, that this white guy gets it, you know? Because that, I'm sure, brings a bunch of comfort to have that woke label just sitting up there on your head. For, for me, it, it almost feels like, it reminds me of the MAGA hat, except for that it, it alienates the audience that it is trying to target. So I I shamed my father for owning this hat with I think some good humor, uh, and he tried to get he tr- tried to get out in front of it now. So he took this this woke hat and he this is not a made up story. He blacked out the W, so now it says Oki. So he took woke, which is already an appropriation of black vernacular English, wore it on his hat like a proud man, said that I get all the social justice things, and then when he got uncomfortable by that, by some jokes, which I like, he then turned it into what is probably the whitest statement that you possibly could have. I don't know if it's supposed to be okie-dokie or Oklahoma, uh, but, uh, you know, so I'm going to keep joking about it and we'll see what my dad does uh, next with this hat. Generally, I think he reflects some of the uh, anxieties that we white folks have about talking about race and racism. I've noticed that, uh, you know, in in the black authors that I read and the sort of uh, uh, chefs, they might talk about, like, you know, I season until my ancestors tell me to stop. White folks don't really talk about their ancestors very openly, right? Even when we're talking about seeing grandpa thanksgiving that is sort of code for we have a racist ancestor and they're very close they're very close uh, and you know it- I'm sure that our ancestors probably have us something to tell about, like, you should stop seasoning right now, but we don't want to listen to it because we're afraid of what our ancestors might tell us or how some of our wealth might be implicated in what they might tell us. And you can imagine that if white people are not comfortable talking to our ancestors, we're also not entirely comfortable when black people talk to their ancestors because we're like, what did they tell you? Uh, Was there anything about me wrapped in there? Um... All right. Well, here's me creating some more awkward space. Love for you and love for comedy. Take your s- jokes seriously, right? Our jokes matter. We're never just joking about things. They 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 implicate, they impact identities. And trying to be thoughtful about. But it's made me less funny. The more I'm thoughtful about the way I joke. Love you all. Nathan <laughs> Lawless to you,
0: everyone with a beautiful Ted talk, bringing us all together. That was really lovely. Your next comedian, one of my favorite people in the Bay, and he's leaving us so soon. Oh, sad face. Uh, But he's lovely and enjoy him right now, everybody. Charlie
6: Moore, woo!
12: I always raise the mic just so I can take it off as soon as I start talking. (laughs) That's bad. Um, I took a trip to the South pretty recently. It was a good time. People told me the South was going to be a racist place. I actually found that not to be the case. I found Southern hospitality to be a very real thing. People were so kind that they'd go out of their way to offer me directions without me even having to ask. Like one guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, son, it looks like you're in the wrong town. So nice of him. I was at a bar later that night and a guy comes up to me and he goes, hey, son, I just want to let you know. I don't see you as black. You know why? Because I like to focus on the better half of people. To which I said to him, I don't actually see you as white. In fact, I see you as black, because black is beautiful. And it's the summer, so you're darker than I am. Black is beautiful. Uh, what do I have? I have one more. Oh yeah, but people always say that like, the South is racist and stuff. In fact, I feel like it's the opposite, because in the North, They make a stand for the flag of the United States, which represents 400 years of systemic racism and oppression. In the South, they celebrate the flag of a country that rose to defeat that racist system. Pretty cool. I don't say the N-word very often, though, if I'm being honest. I'll give you as an example. I was at the Warriors game, and for whatever reason, when I get drunk, my white half is like, say the N-word, say the N-word, say the N-word. And so I decided I would. But I said it in, like, the whitest possible way. Like, Steph Curry hit a three, and I was just like, damn, that nigga can shoot. And as soon as I said that, the three rows in front of me turned around after hearing the N-word in my voice. They all turned around. And what was my joke that I had from that? Shit. Oh, yeah. But going to, like, a white high school in San Francisco, because it's a white city and stuff, all the white kids, they'd always ask if they could say the N-word and stuff. And it would bother me, because one time... The other, the one other black kid in my grade, he comes up and he goes, hey, I just want to let you know that I sold Jeremy an inward pass. To which I looked at him and I was like, what the hell? But like, if you sold him, are you at least going to give me any money? And he said to me, no. And I said to him, and I he said to me, no. And then I was like, dude, you realize that going behind my back and selling this is literally how slavery started. How the slave trade started. <laughs> I have not rehearsed these at all. But then he explained to me, Um, To which I said, yeah, that deal's messed up, but he apologized, and he told me that if Jeremy could afford to pay $50 for an inward pass, that meant that Jeremy was rich, and he was going to use that $50 to take Jeremy's sister out on a date and get generational wealth for himself. Honestly, kind of a respectable plan. That makes sense. Uh, You guys any sports fans here in the building? Sports fans? Yeah. Me too. Um... I think what sports need to do is they got to allow streakers, because everyone loves the streaker. It's poetic, really. One man against 10 security guards in an underdog story of sticking it to the man. truly poetic. I saw this guy run onto the field, and he actually managed to escape into the stands. Poor guy still got caught, because this was an Oakland A's game, and there was nobody to blend in with. Yeah. And I think the penalties are unfair. Like, my mom sent me a nude, new news. News article. <laughs> My mom sent me a news article about this guy who got sentenced to four years in prison and had to register as a sex offender for streaking at the World Series. That's, that's unfair, right? We, we can. Okay, this was the Little League World Series, but <laughs> that's unfair, I think. I think that's not fair. Uh, I played. What do I want to end on? Didn't I write one that I wanted to say? Oh, yeah. Um, I actually took my white friends um, to a BLM march this one time. It was pretty cool. Took them to a BLM march. And as part of this march, we started to go into the hood. And as we did that, right by like the last gentrified building, there was just like, a group of white girls taking pictures of themselves before leaving the march. They were entering the... Right, I gotta work on that bit. Anyways, thank you guys so much.
0: <laughs> the complex, that's in the Surely Moore, everyone. Hooray. Yay. Stephen Curry's younger cousin. Hey, Hooray. You're younger, Tier three. You're, is he taller? No. Steph Curry's like six, seven. Really? Oh, I well, I mean, I do think you're cuter than he is. Uh, everybody, Charlie Mourier. Yes, no. All right, your next comedian, one of my favorite people in the Bay. Put your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. Yay! Thank you, Pam.
13: Thank you, Mutiny Radio. Hey, guys, how's your Friday? What's up? All right. So we have two new comics in the room. That's very exciting. So you don't love each other either, or or yourselves, right? You working on it? Because I don't know if being up here on stage is like an an act of self-love. I mean... You know, I don't know, but he's speaking of loving each other because you know all of these scary things going on you know, like Roe v. Wade being um, re- Repealed and all of that. I feel like it's time for us men to really like help women out, right? Like what can we do together as men? Now I want you to know like as a gay man. I am here for each and every one of you Okay, so <laughs> If there is that load that you just don't want to start a life with, I mean, I'm here for, we can do that. I mean, butt babies don't breathe out. I mean, you, you can't milk, well, you could milk a butt baby, I guess. Or is a butt baby milk? And then what kind of milk, and would you drink it? Would you drink, I would probably drink it. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we should all, like, and if not that, like, we should just at least start by sucking each other's dicks. You know, like, let's just be brave, right? I mean, who doesn't like to get their dick sucked? Is there anybody here that doesn't like to get their dick sucked? See? See, this is a of guys, because, like, women... So, do, guys, you, do, do, so you're heterosexual, right? I'm assuming, or yes, any heterosexuals? So do you think that women like giving blowjobs? Yes. Why? How do you know? They tell you something, ah, oh, yes, Poppy, I'm going to take... They say that to you. Just like that, oh, that's me. Oh yes, Papi. I know I'm very sexy. I'm on my knees too. You're just imagining, it, aren't you? Like, oh my God, that sounds so hot. Um, yeah, you know, things like um, I've been around. I've been. I just turned 52. Thank you. Thank you. Come on. I've been around the world a few times. I've been around so long that my first dating apps were mortar and pestle. I've been around so long that I have probably swallowed some of your siblings. You're welcome. And I just want you to know, your dad was great. So it brings back memories, I mean. And I've been around so long that everything old is new again, right? Let's see, let's let's go for a quick check. Polio. Made a comeback. Aren't we excited? And, you know, I never thought I would live in a time where I would really be able to say, Hey you, a pox on your dick. It's you do know that's happening, right? Is anybody not familiar with the monkey pox thing going on? Okay, I just want to make sure. Be safe. Okay, I don't see you know, like gay men that still went out on gay on pride, and they're like, they know that this motherfucker's on the house, right? They know that it's gonna be there. And to me, I'm just I'm like, I am not. Like, no dick. I mean, no offense, guys. I mean, once we all get vaccinated we can we can have a discussion, but no dick is that important. They must have known going into those back rooms that it was on fire. Who who which motherfucker is going to a room knowing it's on fire? Would you go into a room no. No, these dumb motherfuckers, faggots. Anyway, I get to say that. I get to say the F-word. Not you. And speaking of the F-word, I wanna leave you with a little ditty. And I call it little Orphan Fanny. And it goes a little something like this. <clears throat> Your son will come out tomorrow he'll be a bottom and he'll swallow all oh my come He'll be gay and he won't be lonely I'll jizz on his chin, he'll grin and say tomorrow, tomorrow I'll bottom tomorrow. It's only a gay away. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. I'm Brady.
0: Hey, Brady Pearson, hooray! It's only a gay away. Every day is, every day is Gay Pride Month here at Mutiny Radio. Hey, we're in a gay rock block. Wow! Put your hands together, everybody, for Colin Braun! Woo!
14: Why was that the music you chose for me? Okay. Um, I go through these phases of really good writing and then really bad writing. And I just finished a phase of really good writing. No, no, you don't understand. (laughs) You're, you're getting the bad writing. Here we go. Um, I think it's sad that Soviet Russia didn't get to have capitalism because they missed out on the wonderful art of marketing. Imagine all the slogans you could have had for the Soviet Union. Find the light within. Visit Chernobyl. All right, that one's dumb. <clears throat> Moving on. I <laughs> I have a new interest. Um, I'm a bit antisocial. And I like to you know, kind of go against the current. And everyone's very pro everything these days. So in order to be against the current, you have to be a violent maniac. And I found that the best way to do that... Is um, homeless camp arson? It's perfect because where's the political will to investigate? All right. Uh, My roommate Dan was here earlier. Dan's a good guy. He's a straight white man, but not one of the bad ones. He's really progressive. You know, he recycles, he composts, he bottoms. Uh, I'm 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 I myself am very gay. I'm gayer than a sack of dildos. Um. Which is, I don't have a follow-up to that. My ex-husband got all of my punchlines. It was either that or give him all of my jokes. So, it's just setups. I went on the bus the other day. Um, I traveled recently. I went to L.A., and L.A. is a dump. But, um, I forgot what I was going to say about it. Oh, um, that it's... Ah, yes. Los Angeles' economy is based on oil and optimism, both of which are very, 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 very close to being completely drained. My favorite thing about traveling is growing to hate the people that live in the place that you're traveling, slowly hating everything. Like they just, they talk wrong, they eat wrong, they sit wrong, and then two weeks go by and then you're finally at the airport and you see a bunch of normal looking people, and then you look up and that's your gate back to your normal city. All right, That's, I noticed that when I was traveling. Uh, I have an idea for a new uh, superhero. Recently divorced man. Help, recently divorced man. A woman is being robbed downtown. Oh, oh. All women will steal from you eventually. All right. Um, I am getting divorced, and people are telling me that I should look at the glass as being half full, and that's not helpful because that just reminds me that the glass was full until Kyle took half. (laughs) I don't know if I like living in the United States because people people get all disappointed by the car-based culture, but, you know, you find those little nice places like in Oakland to just walk and go to the grocery store and then sit at a cafe and listen to all of the cars. All right. Not a good one. Um, I live in Oakland, and Oakland is to San Francisco what Alameda is to Oakland. Like, I don't want to cross a bridge just to end up there. This one's very self-contained. Republicans look at the 1950s the way gay guys look at ancient Greece. Kyle has that punchline. Um, I sent the intern out the other day to get sandwiches. You know what he came back with? Excuses. That's hilarious to me. Uh, Fuck you, people. Um, And I'm wearing a a chain. This uh, it's a gold chain, but it's a fake gold chain to match my fake gold personality. Alright, um, damn it, I'm so I've been working hard, I should be writing more, but I can't, I've just been so busy with work, I haven't even had time to write a suicide note so, um soon, we'll get there, after the summer, have a nice day, thank you
0: Colin Braun everyone, don't kill yourself today, not yet Alright, your next comedian, uh, Connor's not here, so Lucas, you're up next, put your hands together for Lucas Larson, Woo-hoo.
6: yay Televice By Harry
15: Thanks. Um, I recently went to my very first anime convention. Yeah, Real surprising, that was my first one. But, um, and I never thought I would go somewhere where it was hostile to wear normal clothes. Like I showed up with my friend and security was looking at my ticket and the security just looked at me and said, good luck. I was wearing blue jeans and a gray t-shirt, AKA the Mark Zuckerberg and what I'm wearing right now. Okay. Uh, oh yeah. <laughs> and um, like I thought a few people might be in cosplay, but everyone was in cosplay. And If you don't know what cosplay is, it's like Halloween for adults on any day of the year. But instead of getting candy you just increase your nerd points and uh i was real sad that i was losing nerd points (laughs) and uh i was walking down the hallway with my friend and someone wearing a loincloth two katanas and a pig's mask was just walking towards me and uh looked and said nope I asked my friend, uh, can you believe what he just said? My friend's like, yeah, that's pretty in character for that character. <laughs> I'm like, okay, I expected pigs to play in the mud, but not to swing it. Okay, hell yeah, next joke. <laughs> um, I really like sports, surprisingly. <laughs> and uh, my favorite sports related activity is professional wrestling. <laughs> hell yeah. Because uh, I love professional wrestling because the more important the match is, the more the rules change. <laughs> like uh, there's an important match for him to get to the important match, you have to wrestle. But in order to win the important match, you have to wrestle five other people with ladders and unhook a briefcase 20 feet in the air. That would be like if in the Super Bowl, in order to get to the Super Bowl, you had to play football. But in order to win the Super Bowl, you had to play football against five other teams with shovels. And whoever dug 20 feet down first and found the Lombardi Trophy won. And then everyone would have to crawl out their whole Undertaker style. Okay. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Um,. I also love in professional wrestling, where uh, it's the only sport where you are allowed, nay, encouraged to attack the refs. You can hide behind them, choke them out, even use them as a weapon. And sometimes uh, the rules change and the refs uh, become the same thing. And that's when they bring back retired wrestlers to be a guest ref. (laughs) And that would be like, if you went to an NBA game and they're like, okay, we got LeBron James and the referee is Michael Jordan. (laughs) And then Michael Jordan just steals the ball and dunks on everyone. And then he's like, okay guys, I quit. I'm going to play baseball. (laughs) Okay. Thanks everyone.
0: Eighty-five, Lucas Larson, yay. yay. Hey Siobhan, you were outside. Are you coming back, man? The guy, he was there, and then he walked away. Didn't okay. Well, it's my turn. Yay! Yay! Clap for me! Yay! So I only speak baby, I don't speak dog. Do you whisper baby? Do you speak baby? Either one of you, no? You ever spoke to baby? You ever, you ever done so many drugs that you understand cat and baby at the same time and that you usher a conversation between a cat and a baby? Is that, is that I'm the only one that's happened to them? That really happened. So I didn't mean to talk about this, but people go, oh, you can't get high on CBD. Ah. Yes, you can. So I used to work for a tincture company and we used to make like heavy CBD tinctures and I took like 150 milligrams of CBD. I just was like, let's see what happens. (laughs) And I had to nanny that day. So I'm on the bus and suddenly I understand Spanish on the bus. Like I'm so high that I understand Spanish on the bus. Like I see, I'm like, Jesus uh, is breaking up with Angelique. He was sleeping. (laughs) I saw it all. And I was like, que pasa en tus pantalones. (laughs) So I'm on my way to pick up the baby and I'm like, I'm really high. This is going to be rough. And so I was like, okay, just like keep the baby safe. And he's like two and a half years old. He's fine. So I took him to a house. I was a cat sitting at the same time. And so I took him to a house over here and we were talking to the cat and this cat recently, his cat friend had been, died there was there was some cancer in its face, and they didn't have enough money to. Anyway, they just his friend. So little kitty is dead, big kitty still alive. So big kitty's sitting there, meow. And I'm like, I know big kitty. It totally sucks. And the baby's like, What happened to big kitty? Is big kitty okay? And I was like, No, big kitty's friend died. So the cat's like, Meow, meow. So I'm talking to the cat, and I'm talking to the child, and the child is talking to the cat. Drugs are real. Uh, what's your favorite drug? Weed. Okay weed is not a drug. <laughs> what's your fa- what's your favorite like real drug? Like it's medicinal now. Like what's your favorite real drug? Oh, that's fair. Yeah, yeah. Shrooms and asses. So you like the hallucinogenic stuff. I'm a i be- am I love I'm a benzo fan. I like uh I like benzodiazepines. And uh this is exciting. I'm really old and uh ha ha, ha colonoscopy. So, um, I had to get a colonoscopy, and it's amazing because they give you this incredible drug called benzo, uh, midazolam, which is a short-lived, fast-acting benzodiazepine. And the only other time I've been able to get that, my favorite drug, is during an abortion. So it's really exciting to know that now that I'm too old to get abortions because I'm going through menopause, that I can still get my favorite drug. By doing butt stuff. Woo! Hell yeah! Uh, Siobhan you came back you disappeared and so I was sort of burning time in between no 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 you're fine No, you're good. The other two. There's two other comedians are coming. We're having fun Um, Cameron do you like pot cookies? fuck. There's butter and egg in this brother Are you an aggressive vegan? Okay, hot food, aggressive vegans. You know what, actually, I think a lot about vegans. Sometimes I go home and I finger my butthole and I think about ways to save the vegans. No, for realsies, and I was like, oh my God. Because if I had to choose for the rest of my life between sex and cheese, I'm 100% going cheese. No, I mean, <laughs> nine kinds of cheese. Cheese, sex, yeah, cheese. So I understand why vegans are frowning all the time because no cheese. But I thought, I know how to save the vegans Right, because you're all about consent-based things, right? So what if we use my body in the way God intended and not to have a baby because that's gross, but to like milk my titties, right? 100% consent-based milk to make cheese, real multiple meltable cheese to save the vegans. 100% consent-based milk. And I eat and smoke so much marijuana that when we squeeze my tits, like, I could make TH cheese to save the vegans. Thinking about you, thinking about you. The question then becomes, you know, can I get high off my own supply? Can I finally reach weed singularity? Oh, I did it. Okay, hey, Siobhan, come on up. Hey, your next meeting, everybody, put your hands together for Siobhan, yay!
16: Hi, everyone. It's been a minute, man. She probably doesn't even remember, I was here like seven years ago doing this. That's why she asked me, I was like, uh, can I sign up? She was like, uh, what's your name? I was like, you don't know my name. Oh, just kidding my name is Siobhan and um, I'm from Fiji I was born in Fiji and uh, I moved up here when I was like 10 must have been 11 years old man and I could still recall my first day to, in school in America um, I remember the teacher asking everybody I mean telling everybody like hey kids we have a new student from Fiji do you guys know where Fiji is and this punk ass kid went, uh, must be the place where Aladdin's from right God damn and then I was like um, yeah I'm from Fiji you know we speak a little English whatever um, my favorite uh, band is a uh, Backstreet Boys and this kid called me a faggot yo I didn't know what it meant at the time so I just uh, you know I let it be and um, I just remember going home with my uncle that day you know cuz we used to live with my, my auntie at the time and um he was listening to Backstreet Boys. So I, I asked him, I was like, are you a faggot? And uh, he got really upset, you know, cause I thought this whole time at that time. I thought that like, that's the word that you give to a group of people that like listening to Backstreet Boys, you know? I'm sorry. I didn't know it. I'm growing now. I know what it meant, you know, but if Backstreet Boys makes me gay, you know, if I, if listening to them makes me gay, then I guess you could call me Will Smith, right? I'm just kidding. Yeah, I know. He- Um, that was a little crackhead joke. Sorry, um, speaking of crackheads, my uncle was a crackhead. Yeah. He smoked crack, did heroin, meth, you know, we just had crack, I mean, drugs covered. Uh, everybody knew he smoked drugs. You know, my grandmother knew my auntie knew my mother knew I knew everybody knew that he was a junkie, but, uh, he was a closet homosexual in his head because everybody knew he was gay too, you know, but in his head, he thought he was James Bond. Like he was just still hiding, you know, a secret agent. But I'm like, Hey man, like you a crackhead, bro. You know how hard it is to try to hide that and smoke crack at the same time. Like we all found the gay video, you know, in the, in the, in the, in the VCR. Uh, damn, I had that joke written well, but it didn't go. So, uh, yeah, he would do crackhead shit. You know, I remember going to my uh, my 10-year-old uh, niece's birthday party, and me and my cousins, we were all smoking weed in the back, and uh, he was just patting around, you know? And I was like, what stuck up your ass? He's like, look at you, just smoking weed. I bet you if I pulled out my crack pipe, everybody would start tripping. I was like, no shit, man. What <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? It's a nine year olds birthday party. <laughs> um yeah, I can't, you know, I I, living in San Francisco is kind of hard to go out because I I, just makes me nervous dealing with crackheads and shit. Um, I was on the way to this store to try to get some backwoods, uh, you know, to smoke weed. And, um, I seen this guy try to holler at this girl in front of the store. I let him be, you know, but as I, I walked past him, he was like, Hey man, could you please tell this girl how good I fuck? I never been so stuck in my life man because you know it could only be one of two things either he has fucked me or i have watched him fuck other people i mean that part you know i watch porn so but anyway he was a big dude and it didn't look like he was looking for you know no for an answer i just told the girl i was like hey man his doggy style position is amazing just kidding i've been trying to stop watching porn man Do I have to tell you guys that I masturbate, too? Because, like, who just watches porn, right? Like, if I was, like, who just watches porn? You have to masturbate. It's like drinking coffee and not smoking cigarettes. But anyway, um, I've been trying to meditate. And uh, every time I meditate, I close my eyes. All I see is ass, titties, and pussy lips. So I open my eyes and I close the blinds. And I open my laptop up to xvideos.com. And then I relapse. Hey, man, that's my time, guys. My name is Siobhan. I hope to be seeing you guys. Like I said, I was here seven years ago. Everyone. Um, Yeah, I've been looking to uh, do more of this, man. You know, meeting all you guys after the show or whatever. Uh, Yeah, that's my time, guys. Appreciate it.
1: Put
0: your hands together for Siobhan, everybody. Um, OK, so we have one more joke to do to try to burn time until the other two comedians show up or don't show up. So hold on. Clap. Crackheads, am I right? No, I I want to talk more about vegans. Um, Okay, so you eat bread. You're a vegan. Do you eat bread? It's okay. So I bake bread, like, and like, great. like, ooh. But the most important relationship I have in my life, actually, I've been keeping it secret from people. I'm in a really committed, amazing relationship since this February, actually. It's my sourdough starter, Gary. And um, yeah, I feed him, and he does everything I want. He's amazing, and I love him. Okay, so I keep him alive, and his name is Gary, and there he is. And then also sometimes you use yeast, and then it's dormant, and then you make it alive. (laughs) And then you enslave it into your dough, right? And it like burps and farts, and and it makes it rise. yeah. And then you heat up your oven and murder entire cultures. Bread is some Nazi shit, bro. Like, I can't believe it's vegan. (laughs) Like, you're grilling, you're murdering entire cultures. Like I almost feel like having Gary is like torture. Like I'm literally, it's like this strange cause he's there. And then he, I pour half of him out and then he makes this thing happen and then I murder him. But then the rest of him, I add more and I make him bigger and he stays in there and I'm like, Gary, I love you. And he's like, ah, blah, blah, blah. and I stir him and keep him. It's like torture. It's like, ah, blah, blah, are you mine Gary? No one else is a witch? Cool. That's fine. It's fine. I don't understand. Okay. So I love to bake, and I live alone, and I have cats. Am I a witch? But that's what the 1500s were all about, and they were demonizing witches, and they were burning them. And it was just women that uh, didn't want to have roommates. (laughs) Like They just wanted to live, not being saddled. Who are the worst roommates? None of you have children, thank God. Why would you be here? The children are the worst roommates they're like they have jam hands they're sticky and they don't pay rent and they're awful and they just they never listen They're horrible and you have to pay for them. gross right and their laundry they smell weird And then like the second worst roommates of all time that women are usually saddled with Men uh, They also sometimes don't pay rent they never do the dishes and they're like whoa what is this little video games are important And then here's the weird thing Every time I go potty, every time I do a dupe and go number two, it goes into the water and then it gets flushed away. And if it doesn't, I sort of like make it look like it didn't happen. But every time I go in after a dude, it's like all over the sides and the back, sometimes on the top. How is that possible? Are men's buttholes in a different place than women's? Are they in a different, Nope. witchcraft? I don't know what they do with the butt. But that's the thing. Just women that wanted to live without roommates. I think that feminism is just witchcraft rebranded. Burn them! I wish they'd burn the stupid babies. Ah, uh, all right. I have abortions older than you. That's not true. You already told me you were thirty-one. I have abortions older than you. Ninety-five. Yeah. I had my first abortion in nineteen ninety-five. Twenty-seven years ago. Thank you. Yeah. I only have one regret about my first abortion, uh, and that's that I didn't have the kid. Because right now I could be fucking all of his friends. (laughs) That's what I would be doing. I was supposed to be a college professor, but then I couldn't do that because I would be fucking all of my students. Like uh, 23-year-old poets. Let's get it on. Like, are you kidding me? I, I have an MFA in poetry. It was a poor decision. Not a bad one, just a poor one. I'll never, ever make money. All right, Denise isn't here. Connor isn't here. Thank you all for being here. This is. You know, do you want to go up, Marcelo? Are you sure? You're just chilling tonight. Only at Lord of the Zings do you go up. All right, fair enough. Uh, okay, well, thanks for being here. Yay, bye. Yay!
6: Something shice like seven butcher knives Rolling robot style twice Finger itchy like lice Hair fell out something to conquer Stomp you like that cat blanker, Toy Tonka truck Ten carrot
17: on your monster Bring Making it able to divide To make exact copies of itself without limit The nude has the capacity for replication and transcription of all genesis She ingests and regurgitates the genetic material It being the material of her own cell self From single, she becomes double, and from double, single. As a woman ingests the demon sperm, and with the same membrane regurgitates the mitotic double of herself upon the slide of time, so the DNA molecule produces with a little pop at the waistline of its viscous drop, a new microsphere the same size as herself, which proceeds singly to grow in order to divide and double itself. So from single to double, and double to single, and mounting while descending, she expands while contracts. She proliferates while disappearing. And blue, opposite yellow. Remember that the complementary pairs of matches must differ slightly. A molecule is the nude descending a staircase, a circular one. See the undersurfaces of the spiral treads and the spaces in between. She is descending and at the same time ascending, and she moves around herself. For she is the staircase, a protoplasmic framework, an internal scaffolding that twists and turns. She is a double helix mounting and dismounting around the swivel of her imaginary spine. The nude, named DNA, can be constructed as a model with matches and a ribbon of tape. Be sure to use only four colors on two white strands of twistable tape. Only matches of complementary colors may be placed opposite each other. The pairs are to be red and green and yellow and blue. Make your model as high as the Empire State Building and you have an acceptable replica of the nude. But, uh, this is harder. You must make her move in a continuous coil, an alpha helix, a double spiral, downward and upward at once, and you must make her increase while at the same time occupying the same field. She must be made to maintain a basic topography, changing, yet remaining stable, if she is to perform her function, which is to produce and reproduce the microsphere. Such a sphere is invisible to but omnipresent in the naked eye of the view. It contains a central region and an outer membrane, making it able to divide, to make exact copies of itself without limit. The nude has the capacity for replication and transcription of all genesis. She ingests and regurgitates the genetic material, it being the material of her own cell-self. From single, she becomes double, and from double, single. As a woman ingests the demon's sperm and with the same membrane regurgitates the mitotic double of herself upon the slide of time, so the DNA molecule produces with a little pop at the waistline of its viscous drop, a new micro... The DNA molecule, the DNA molecule...
4: You want to
1: let go
4: kill the sheriff with his knife and they all joven they hear the sirens romeo just laughs it's all a ragged in the world they ain't never gonna see that copper's ass he ain't never gonna see another summertime because i'm die, my brother and leaving him like a dog beating the call without his knife romeo says hey man give me a cigarette and they hurry for that pack frankie lies for him bats him on the back so There's a bottle in a milk truck and said breaks crabs grabs his nuts they all know they could be just like Romeo if they only had the guts but Romeo is bleeding, nobody can tell, he sings along with the radio a bullet in his chest. he comes back his feathers. they all agree it's clear and everything is cool crying like a fire point the phone booth out of store. Romeo starts his engines wipes the blood off the door.
1: And it brought his shooting signal
4: with a radio full blast. Even the boys there hiking up their chinos. And now they're all trying to stand like Romeo with the moon cut like a sickle. Now they're talking now in Spanish, all about their hero. Thank <smart noise> you.
18: the hutchman, a puppy laps the water from a can of flowers, and the drunk sergeant shaving whistles, oh, paradiso. Shall I say that man is not, as men have said, a wolf to man? The other murderers troop in yawning. Three of them play pitch, one sleeps, and one lies counting missions, lies there sweating till even his heart beats one, one, one. Oh, murderous. Still, this is how it's done. This is a war. But since these play before they die, like puppies with their puppy. Since a man, I did as these have done, but did not die. I will content with people as I can and give up these to them. Behold the man. I have suffered in a dream because of him many things. For this last savior man, I have lied as I lie now. But what is lying? Men wash their hands in blood as best they can, I find no fault in this just man. My God in his sickness, boy is as old as the stars.
19: Eight there, Forest. If, in an odd angle of the hutment, a puppy laps the water from a can of flowers, and the drunk sergeant shaving whistles, oh, paradiso, shall I say that man is not, as men have said, a wolf to man? The other murderers troop in yawning. Three of them play pitch, one sleeps, And one lies counting missions, lies there sweating, till even his heart beats one, one, one. Oh, murderous. Still, this is how it's done. This is a war. But since these play before they die, like puppies with their puppy, Since a man, I did as these have done, but did not die. I will content the people as I can, and give up these to them. Behold the man. I have suffered in a dream because of him many things. For this last savior, man, I have lied as I lie now. But what is lying? Men wash their hands in blood as best they can. I find no fault in this just man.
20: Such a sphere is invisible to, but omnipresent in the naked eye of the nude. It contains a central region and an outer membrane, making it able to divide, to make exact copies of itself without limit. The nude has the capacity for replication and transcription of all genesis. She ingests and regurgitates the genetic material, it being the material of her own cell-self. From single, she becomes double and from double, single. As a woman ingests the demon sperm and with the same membrane regurgitates the mitotic double of herself upon the slide of time, so the DNA molecule produces with a little pop at the waistline of its viscous drop, a new microsphere the same size as herself which proceeds singly to grow in order to divide and double itself. So from single to double and double to single and mounting while descending, she expands while contracts, she proliferates while disappearing at both of her ends. Remember that red can only be opposite green and blue opposite yellow. Remember that the complementary pairs of matches must differ slightly in length, for nature's pairs can be made only with units whose structures permit an interplay of forces between the partners. I fixed a blue match opposite a red match of the same length in defiance of the rules, pointed them away from the center on the double-stranded tape I saw laid a number of eggs on eggs on the sticky side of a twig. I saw a worm with many feet grow out of an egg. The worm climbed the twig a single helix and gobbled the magnified edge or leaf in quick, enormous bites. It then secreted out of itself a gray floss with which it wrapped itself tail first and so on until it had completely muffled and encased itself headlast, as in a mummy pouch. I saw plushy iridescent wings push moistly out of the pouch. At first glued together, they began to part. On each wing, I saw a large blue eye open forever in the expression of resurrection. The new nude released the flanges of her wings stretching herself to touch at all points the outermost rim of the null sphere, I saw that for her body, from which the wings expanded, she had retained the worm.
17: The DNA molecule, the DNA molecule, the DNA molecule is the nude descending a staircase, a circular one. See the undersurfaces of the spiral treads and the spaces in between. She is descending and at the same time ascending, and she moves around herself. For she is the staircase, a protoplasmic framework, an internal scaffolding that twists and turns. She is a double helix mounting and dismounting around the swivel of her imaginary spine. The nude-named DNA can be constructed as a model with matches and a ribbon of tape. Be sure to use only four colors on two white strands of twistable tape. Only complementary mm-hmm. colors may be placed opposite each other. The pairs are to be red really and green and yellow forward. and blue. Make your model as high as I had a terrible dream.
21: Billy Name and Bridget were playing under my staircase on the second floor about two o'clock in the morning. and Archie had started barking. That made me very angry because I wasn't feeling well when I told them. I was very cross the real me. they just better remember what happened to Sam, the bad cat that was left at home, and got sick and went to pussy It was a very cold, clear fall night. snowflakes were falling. Gee, it was so beautiful. So I went to get my camera to take some pictures. And then I was taking the pictures, but the exposure thing wasn't right. I was going to call Fred or Jerry to find out how to set it. Oh, it was too late. And I remember there was still probably a dinner. And anyway, I felt really bad. And didn't want to talk to anybody. But the snowflakes were so beautiful. and real looking. And I really wanted to hold them. That's when I heard the voices from down the hall near the stairs. So I got a flashlight, and I was scared and went out into the hallway. There's been all kinds of trouble lately in the neighborhood. Someone's got to bring home the bacon. Anyway, there were Bridget and Billy playing. And under the staircase, a little meadow, sort of like the park at 23rd Street where all the young kids go and play frisbee. Gee, that must be fun. Maybe we should do an article on that in the magazine. But they'll just tell me I'm stupid and it won't sell. But I'll hold my ground this time. I mean, it's my magazine, isn't it? So I was thinking about this. Politics, all these voices having so much fun. Gee, it'd be so great to have some fun. So I called Billy, but either he didn't hear me or he didn't want to answer, which is so strange because even if I don't like reunions, I've always loved Billy. I'm so glad he's working. I mean, it's different than Armandine. He keeps touring with those movies and he doesn't even pay us. the film, I mean, the film's just going to disintegrate. And then what? I mean, he's so normal off of drugs, I just don't get it. Then I saw John Cale. He's been looking really great, been coming by the office to exercise with me. Ronnie said I have a muscle, but he's been really mean since he went to AA. I mean, what does it mean when you give up drinking and then you're still so mean? He says I'm being lazy, but I'm not. I just can't find any ideas. I mean, I'm just not, let's face it, going I get any ideas of the office. Seeing John made think of the Velvets. And I'd been thinking about them when I was on St. Mark's Place, going to that new gallery those sweet new kids have opened. But they thought I was old, and then I saw the old Dom, the old club where we did our first shows. It was so great. I don't understand about that Velvet's first album. I mean, I did the cover, I was the producer. I always see a free package, and I've never gotten a penny from it. How could that be? I should call Henry. But it was good seeing John. I did a cover for him. But I did it in black and white, and he changed the color. It would have been worth more if he left it my way, but you can never tell anybody anything. I've learned that. I tried calling again to Billy and John. They wouldn't recognize me. It was like I wasn't there. I want to let me in? And then I saw Lou. I'm so mad at him. Lou Reed got married and didn't invite me. I mean, is it because he thought I'd bring too many people? I don't get it. Could have at least called. I mean, he's doing so great. Why doesn't he call me? I saw him at the MTV show, and he was one row away, and I Didn't to say hello. I don't get it. You know, I hate Lou, I really do. He wouldn't even hire us for his videos, and I was so proud of him. i so scared today. There's blood leaking from my shirt and those was all scars from being shot. The corset I wear to keep my insides in was hurting. And I did three sets of 15 push-ups, and four sets of 10 sit-ups. And then my insides hurt and I said, drops of blood in my shirt. And I...
6: is work. He was a lot of things. What I remember the most, he'd say, I got to bring home the bacon. Someone's got to bring home the roast. He get to the factory earlier. If you asked me, he told you straight out. It's worth No matter what I did, it never seemed enough. He said I was lazy. I said I was young. He said, how many songs did you write? up will give zero. I'd like to say, ten. You won't be young, but have that. You should have written fifteen. It's work. You ought to make things big. People like it that way. And the songs with the dirty words. Make sure you them that way. And like you like to stir up trouble. He was funny that way, he said it's just work. And he sat down to talk one day, he said decide what you want. Do you want to expand your parameters or play the museums like some dilettante? I fired him on the spot. He got red and he called me a rant. It was the worst word that he could think of. I've never seen him like that. It work. I thought you said it's just work.
2: Got a message from Sunra Sunra. We got a message from Sunra, Sunra, Sunra said, The world is in transition. Your world and your condition, Sunra returned and visited Philadelphia. Said I left for a New York minute. I came back to help you. Got a message, a message from Sunra. Sunra, and this is what Sunra said: This world, your world, is in transition for both the living and the dead. So what did Sunra say? Sunra. Sun Ra. What did Sun Ra say? Sun Ra returned. Hovered over Philly. Some thought he was the mothership. But we knew he was just being hip. Sun Ra. Sun-Ra, Sun-Ra returned. Sun-Ra, Sun-Ra, Sun-Ra left a message. And this is what he said. I am nothing but a color, nothing but a name, nothing but a flash of daylight, nothing but an ex-slave. It is the present that is running and the past it never came. I am the missing future and the vision that you claim. Sunra returned to say, I went away to help you. If you only seize the day, translation was necessary. Cause sunrise speaking tongues, Jupiter language, and like our own, like dig, the way it sounds. Ilya D, way to play, read that do, and the frown put Caesar boy again. Rework inside you, Modi the soul, and sun and nature, water like bebop, sunshine. Okay, kill the dog and open up the day. Sunra, sunra, sunrise. Dickie swaying across the stage. Sunra, sunra. So the sky moving over where we all come from. Inside the world is blackness. Everything is dark in sky, blood is light and water, breath is heat and sun, sun-ra was before everything, sun-ra was before anything, except he was nothing as well. The Pygmies wore Sun Ra t-shirts. But they looked like their skin, little red dudes, was black as tie before. Was Ra's first band, only orchestra in all the land. Sun Ra, Sun Ra came back. Hung around with the message of what we lack. Sun Ra, Sun Ra came back. Sun Ra!
1: You you didn't know that. You
10: I'm gonna do right now not yet I'll, I'll let you know when. just gonna click on that uh,